Hello and welcome to the Luxury Lounge. That's right, every Thursday we head in the lounge, we shut the door, and we air our grievances with the world. And there's no grievance that's too big or too small or too frivolous. It is your problem, and it shall be heard. Now, if you are a big fan of the Luxury Lounge, I want to make sure you know about the Patreon version. This one, you know, Shelby chooses the emails. I have no control over that. The Patreon version, every complaint gets read every week. So if you want to sign up for that, $5 a month for two extra podcasts a week, I do Coffee with J-Train, which is basically just me telling stories, and then it's the Luxury Lounge every Friday, patreon.com slash Jared Freed, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. That is the first announcement. The second announcement is I am on the road. I'm doing stand-up. I'm going to be in Nashville this week, and if you're listening now, I'm in Nashie Town. Come on out. Assemble the group chat. I'm going to be in Stamford, Connecticut, Raleigh, North Carolina, Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky. It's so hard to say that name. Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm adding dates all the time. There's more to come. JaredFreed.com, JaredFreed.com. Also want to thank you. Yeah, I, I I got into the plugs first. We'll do the thank you second. Thank you for being a listener. I love doing the Luxury Lounge. I love that you guys enjoy the safe space to air any complaint you'd like. Nobody's going to look at you and say, ba-ba-ba-ba, there's bigger problem. No, uh-uh-uh-uh. The only problem is your problem here in the lounge. So keep sending them in. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com, title at Luxury Lounge. Let us know what you're talking about. Luxury Lounge, ba-da-da-da. Luxury Lounge, ba-da-da-da. That's how you title it, so we know what you're getting into. Very excited about today's guest. Um, I think this is their first time in the confines of the lounge, but not, yeah. but but back in the JCU, the J Train Cinematic Universe. Hilarious comic. She is the co-host uh, of the Lady Journey podcast with Katie Hannigan, who was just on Monday's episode. It's a Lady Journey week here. <laughs> Sarah Tolamash, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Jared. Thanks for having me. Uh, of course, and congratulations. You're pregnant. I am. I am. Um... I, I'm in I'm in the sweet spot right now. No more first trimester. So I don't know what that means because I'm new to the pregnant. I'm 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 uh, I'm 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 an amateur when it comes to the pregnant <laughs> world. So I'm, I the first trimester is that the sickness part is that the morning sickness issue. Yeah. What what, what yeah. are you getting out of? I never threw up, but I was just constantly like nauseous the whole time, and I kind of wish I had the throw up because at least you can have relief from that. Mm. Um, and then you're tired and then you're kind of just weirded out that, uh, you've got this thing growing inside of you. Yeah. Human growing inside of very sci-fi. Yes. It's like, cause you can see like the spinal cord and you're like, oh, I think it's getting its spinal cord right now. Oh my God. That made, that gives me the heebie jeebies <laughs> just hearing that. I've yeah. never even heard the word spinal cord in relation to a baby until just now. This is the first I've ever heard of such a description. Yeah, it's like when you start seeing it in the ultrasound, when it starts taking human form, it really does look like that Geiger drawing for aliens. <laughs> taking human form <laughs> is such a funny thing that you don't. This is the thing when you're of you know, when your peers, when your friends, when your people your age start having the kids, you you start hearing kids described in this very real and matter of fact way that like, you know, when you're a child, oh, the baby 
and and, yeah. and also when you're in high school, don't have a baby. You know, like uh, you know, wear a condom. Then it becomes this like real thing, and you just hear people go taking human form, and you're like, man, it is. Uh, this is different. This feels different. Yeah, and also like when I feel like when you start learning all this stuff. Um, or like going through it, you realize how little sex education, you know. Oh, I know nothing. I've, I <laughs> listen, I ask every woman I've ever hooked up with. Uh, I'm fingering a belly button being like, Is, are you coming yet? You know, like yeah. I, <laughs> I know so little that you actually, you know, I think like, especially from the male side of things, I think like men just live in fear, you know, like, you know, just like because they don't know anything like women, like even just into adult years, women have like three doctors that they know on a personal basis and have like vetted out. Like I'm getting a finger stuck up my ass in an alley by any fucking yeah. janitor. And yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's, is, we just have no relation to doctor world at all. I think that we just generally just fearful. I, I kind of had the man, view or like point of view that way too i never really had doctors until this came about like maybe a dentist (laughs) until the spinal cord started (laughs) developing well i i did fertility and then uh like ivf treatments and Mm. that was the first time that i saw a doctor like beforehand when i would go to obgyn it would always be like the cheap version and i i swear the one i went to in astoria i never met her it was just technicians that were taking care of me the whole time that's so like a, funny. Like a Wizard of Oz entity where I'm like, am I ever going to meet this elusive <laughs> Dr. Andrea? And I never yeah. did. Wow. <laughs> so you just had like her underlings. Yeah. It That's... was so bizarre. I called it the DMV of OBGYN in Astoria. <laughs> like it was glass, uh, you know, like when you go in to sign up, just glass um partitions everywhere yeah. and then a shit ton of seats and then people just slowly making their way up and i was like i kind of want more of an individual experience rather right. than the general public situation it, it was a uh, obgyn slash liquor store <laughs> that also sold lottery tickets yeah this is great yes. Yeah, I relate to that. That doctor experience is mine. Just like they're like, uh, "Do you do you have a do you have a doctor?" I'm like, "Whoever's ready, let's yeah. get this going." Anyone in like scrubs, I'll take. That was my because I'd always just I would only just go to like City MD, and that you're like, mm. I never looked at anybody's credentials. No, it could have been any any like any murderer could have yeah. stepped up just to take me into their hands. Um, I'm, I'm excited to have you here. I love, I got to assume there's got to be some pregnant complaints. Like I, I the, the problem with being pregnant, I would assume is like, you always have to end any complaint of pregnancy with as long as the baby's healthy. <laughs> yes. I fucking hate that. Of course. In what world is that? Not the, the undertone of every complaint. I, I don't know why people say that shit. Yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, that is given. Nobody's kind of wishing for spina bifida or anything like that. (laughs) Or like hoping that's what happens. Yeah, you're like, yeah, that's the base level. I guess my, it's weird because now I'm all like, what I'm taking in uh, pregnancy social media content. Like that's all my for you page. And it's so fascinating. There'll be parents being like, here's how I get my baby to sleep. And then you go to the comments and it's all like, your baby will die if it fucking sleeps. Oh like my this. God. Like everyone's like, 
anything that's with baby, like they will die because of it. Like everything's getting recalled back. It's like <laughs> they're always killing themselves. We're living in hell. We're living yeah. in legit hell. Like you go and make a joke. Someone goes, I, like we thought being offended was bad. How about, <laughs> yeah, I just tucked my baby and tucked it in. What are you doing? It's going to be. suffocating it. Right. Like, oh my God. No wonder everyone's just like uh, living in hell. Like it's just mental hell. I can't imagine. Let's get to the complaints because yeah. we want to complain. We've got so many great emails. Uh, Sarah's podcast called Lady Journey. I think it's great. You and Katie, such funny comics. Sarah's on there at Stolamage. It'll be all over my social medias, her Instagram, her her YouTube. She has a special out on YouTube called Voluptuous Boy. It's out there. Go watch or listen on wherever you go listen to music and watch things. It's all out there. Sarah's hilarious at Stolamage on all the platforms. Uh, before we get into it, I'm very excited. We are. Um, it's wedding season. Yeah, you and I were at Anthony DeVito's wedding and weddings are fun. You get to dress up, hit an open bar, dance the night away. But between the gifts, hotel and babysitter, weddings can also be super expensive. What you don't need to spend a ton on is um, an amazing custom fitted suit. Here's the thing about a wedding. Listen, I, they're going to center on Indochino is great. Indochino will give you the perfect look at an awesome price. They're going to they're going to like get into price. I'm going to get into mental health. Because if you have a wedding coming up, it's on your mind. Does the suit fit? Does mm. the suit fit? And you actually, what I do, I don't try it on. I just let that sit and burrow in the back of my brain. And then you get to the week of and you put it on. You have that magic moment of like doing the zipper and the button. And it is, uh, that is truly the worst experience of your life. Here's something. Give yourself the gift of comfort and ease and knowledge that you have a suit that fits well looks great and you got it at the right price because you can customize every detail the sh uh, on your suit shirt dinner jacket and more uh, for an outfit you're gonna love to wear over and over again indochino they even have tuxes starting at just 579 instead of renting a mediocre suit that only kind of fits you can customize your own tux to perfectly fit your body and style to really up your wardrobe game check out indochino's custom fitted shirts and casual wear they're always adding new pieces so it's easy to uh, stay on trend and in style. So, people, this is an opportunity to get a great suit that looks good because not because it's high-end, because it's made for you. RSVP knowing you've got the perfect look all wedding season long from Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code JTRAIN to get 10, 10, 10, 10% 10 off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code JTRAIN, Indochino.com, code JTRAIN. I love that sponsor, perfect time of year. Here with Sarah Tolamash. Let's get to the complaints. I'll start with mine. Hit the music. Jared, he has some problems. Jared, he's got some issues to do. Get off his chest right now. Jared has a lot of issues. Jared has a issue with a lot of things that we can discuss. Can you relate to the problem now? Okay. <laughs> do you take cabs, Sarah, or do you take Ubers? 
I well, I can't find cabs as much anymore in the city. Right. Like they're, they're not. They, yeah, they're not readily available. Um, so I take. I'm on Lyft. I can't get back into my Uber. I've forgotten my passcode a million times, and they've just kind of like locked me out. So really? I always. I've always been a Lyft girl. Also, I you get Delta perks with Lyft. That's I'm a big Lyft guy. Uh, Delta perks. I'm all in that game. There is a moment where I go. I do yearn for the old days of the cab days, and I do like. And I mentioned this on the last podcast, but I really want to compl- I want to center in on very something very specific. Because when you get into the cab, you do have this moment, and I don't know if it's been a while for you, but you do have this moment where you, hey, I'm going to Third Ave, you know, you know, 19th Street and Third Avenue, and they go, got it, and they go, which way you want to go, and you go, take a right here, take a left here, and you go, wow, I feel like a New Yorker, I, yeah. I, I feel good about this, and it does feel like you're helping the. You're helping the dodo bird. You're helping something that might be going extinct, the yellow cab experience. And there's something just truly nice about have. And again, we go on Ubers, we go on Lyfts and you go, oh, it's so nice. I never even have to look this person in the eye. But then there is that moment you go, I like that I'm having this interpersonal exchange. Yes. Um, I also... I hate like lift price get gouges, which is so frustrating right. to me. Cur- um, cabs don't do that. No, the cab price is pretty consistent. You know what you're getting, so you you you're like, I'm saving money. I'm I'm a part of New York. I'm doing the whole thing, and then they have tap to pay, and when you go to tap to pay, I would say one out of three times it will say contactless contactless limit has been exceeded. I don't know what the fuck that means. (laughs) I don't know why they're doing this to us. And again, this is the difference between taking your wallet out of your pocket and not. You would say, Jared, what are you, you're lazy. No, no, no. I am used to getting in an Uber, stepping out, no money, just get the hell out of my car. If you are going to compete with Uber Lyft, and we're going to do the favor of hailing the cab and not knowing if there's going to be one and walking outside in the middle of the street, getting our arm taken off. You need to get to Uber level, Lyft level. And the minute I go to my wallet is the minute I'm like, what the fuck did I just do to my life? Yeah, yeah. It. Well, and then I doesn't it feel like you were more likely to leave stuff in a cab than you were in a Lyft? Absolutely, because you got to take things out of your pocket. You have to make this whole exchange. And because of this contactless limit, which, what's the limit? Why is there a limit? You go to London, you go to Europe, you're tapping all day long. I don't know how Europe got ahead of us on the tap game, but the idea that you have this number out there that you're not allowed to go above, who is in the office saying to people, Oh, we got to keep this because it feels like an old school way to look at things. No one is there going, wait a minute, we are fucking ourselves. We and, and I've had conversations with friends about this contactless limit. And it's like, why? There's no explanation. And I said something to the driver last time. I go, hey, man, what is the contactless limit? He goes, what do you mean? And I go, why do I have to take out my credit card? Why can't I just tap? He goes, can you just pay? Like he didn't. Yeah, even- yeah. <laughs> It's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? No answer. I, that one is so, I've never dealt with something like that. And that just seems so asinine that they would put 
like you have a certain amount of times that you can tap something. It, 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 right. And you go, are you even trying to stay alive? Are you yes. trying to cons- to keep a business here? Like I, I can only feel so bad for someone who won't help themselves. Yeah. We talk, Joe and I talk about this and I know I, Nate Bergazzi has a great joke about this of mom and pop businesses. Mm. So you're wanting to support. So Joe goes into he, this weekend who's my husband uh, to buy a card for a friend of ours that's going away. So we go, he goes to the mom and pop place closed on Sunday. <laughs> right, right. You're out. I tried <laughs> at noon. <laughs> there was another one. Like there's restaurants I keep trying to go to. And then I swear every day of the week I go, they're just closed. And you're right. like, and they never update Google about this, but yeah, there's people, there's businesses where you're like, Dude, I am trying to give you money and you just don't want it. Right. I literally walk out of the mom and pop and go right on Amazon on my phone. Like, it's over. You have one shot. And the moment you're not helping me help you, like, you have to be even with these places. You can't be below. Or you can't be 30 below. You have to be right around. You got to give me an opportunity to help you. And, like... Listen, I'm with you. I want to support the mom and pop. I want to go to the restaurant that has like, but and I again, it's also our generation's fault. The mom and pop place, their kids were like, fuck you. I'm becoming a coder. I'm yeah, out of here. Yeah. So there's no kid at the register anymore. They're just gone. Yeah. And then also like rent is just so high here in New York where you're like, how can they afford wages? Right. The only places that stay in business in New York anymore are banks um uh weed dispensaries fronts i'm like and and psychic reading somehow i don't know how (laughs) you're like where is this supplied by the mafia like how are you guys sustaining this business model can't believe it can't understand it sarah tolamash let's go to your complaint hit the music jared he has some problems jared he's got some issues too Get off his chest right now. Jared has a lot of issues. Jared has a issue with a lot of things that we can discuss. Can you relate to the problem now? Okay, go ahead. So my complaint lately, I've always, like moving to New York, I've been here for almost 15 years. Mm. It's always been the romantic notion of diners. New York diners are so great. I kind of can get into the atmosphere, but I have to say every meal that I've had at a diner, I'm like mediocre. So right. mediocre. Like nutty. And then they, it's expensive now. Like I got like salad and a soup. And I think it was close to like $30 that I'm like, I'd rather go to a steakhouse if this is what I'm doing. (laughs) The diners are so expensive. And again, this goes back to the mom and pop thing where it's like, I want to be a part of the New York thing. I came to a diner, couple eggs, slice of bacon. Let's get out of here. Yeah. They give you that check. (laughs) I shock. (laughs) Yeah. Shock. Omelets are $30. $30 seems to be the going rate for everything at a diner. Yeah. Uh, it's And it's lukewarm and it looks like it's been under a heat lamp for days. Right. And it's been, and especially a salad, they'll just give you a bucket of romaine. They, you're like, 
This is the, too much romaine. The part, the, they're not even green. <laughs> it's all like the vein and it's white. You're like, yeah. this is just water that you gave me. Right. They went to the, another restaurant and they got all their bottom halves of the romaine <laughs> to serve at their place. Yeah. They're, you're, you're supposed to throw that away or start right. a new plant with it. They, they should call them trash bins is what these yeah. places are more than they are diners. Yeah. The diner experience has gone downhill and like, it is this thing of like, it's almost like you're paying to be at Disney World. They're like, they they think like, oh, you're at a diner. It's cute. Look at this. No, the chairs are uncomfortable. The place is dirty. The people who work there are animals and assholes. And then you give you a mean. check that's, they're always mean. And then it's always a scribbled check that says 6062. And you're like, <laughs> how did this happen? What did, did I just get, you know, taken advantage of sexually? Like what, what went on here? The, the right, I'm like, can, guys, can we print this? Do you have a touchscreen POV system here? Or right. A POS system. You've got, the, like, it's not, It's always handwritten and it's just like one line, like a signature is every item that you're like, right. this doesn't, I can't even figure out how to divide this amongst friends right now. <laughs> right. We don't even know. It, I don't even know what the number is, but I'm giving you a card just hoping to trust you. And why should we trust you? You just gave us the you know the the ass of a romaine, and these cookies have been out since 1962. It yeah. has gone so the way of it, it, these diners, and I don't know how they stay in business. I, I I guess like you wonder what the rent situation is there. Is it one person working all the time? What's going on? I don't. Maybe it's like protected by historical landmarks now or something <laughs> right. like. I, I don't get it. I, you know, out of all the meals at a diner, though, I do say I can I can enjoy a breakfast, but anything after that. And then it's <clears> always like, wait, how if you guys have uh, I'm, I'm saying hundreds of I, hundreds mm. of items on the menu. How how can it be that your shrimp is good? No, nothing's good. The breakfast is okay. I, I'm with you. The breakfast is way more expensive than what you actually want. Yeah. Like you go there, because I go there for like health reasons. I'm like, I know I can get an egg white omelet. I know I can get that and get out of there. But you are paying for the ability to get this. And it's just never, it, everything's bad. So nothing, you know, every, they have everything. So everything's bad. It just yeah. can't be good. Well, like sometimes I romanticize about getting like a piece of like a, pot like piece of pie or something right. or cake and then even that experience with uh coffee i i'm just like this cake is dry i swear it's been here for a, di a week uh it, everything's so much sugar in it i can't even taste any ingredients in here the coffee is so bad it tastes like they took a dump and then just like took water and like just yeah, roasted the there. dump let it sit there <laughs> J train podcast at juma.com J train podcast at juma.com here with Sarah Tolamash go follow at Stolamash on Instagram Twitter YouTube Lady Journey that's the podcast every Tuesday go 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 let's get to the emails you ready yes luxury lounge passport name change Jared longtime listener can't wait to see you in Nashville my complaint is twofold. When you get married, the amount of paperwork a woman must do to change her last name 
Why can't the government give you all name change paperwork when you receive a marriage certificate? Two, I travel internationally relatively frequently and still have my old last name on my passport. I would like to get it changed. However, it takes eight years to get your new passport in the mail. And I don't want to miss an opportunity to fly out of the country. When I want to submit my paperwork for an expedited passport, they disclose that summer season is busy and I can't be guaranteed to receive the passport in the six-week rush period. So what is the point of paying the extra money? Sincerely, catching impatient feelings and not flights. What do you think, Sarah Tolomash? Well. I went through something similar. I got married. I thought, okay, I'll change my name. I uh, didn't have the time to go to every single government agency that there was. Right. Uh, I found a service online. I filled out all the paperwork and then I just mailed it with all my documents, which now in hindsight is stupid. I never got anything back. I was like, oh my God, everything's lost. It's it. This I feel this lady's pain and I want to say, don't even change your name. You can just tell people that's your name and they can go with it. You can sign off, but don't change any of your documents, government documents. It's not worth it. You can spiritually change the name and not physically. Correct. I'm with you. I got a new passport. It is a weird feeling because we are in between analog and digital. It is a weird feeling to just send it off and hope you did everything correct. Because that's a lot of these things. A lot of these things are just mail it in and then fingers crossed. Like there's no like online, like you want to do this online. Like we are, we have been conditioned to get a little, you know, you've, you've filled in the application. Like we, we've been conditioned to live in a world where we are given the gentle hug of green check, check mark at the end of every turn. And then all of a sudden when it comes to government documents, we're just giving it to a pigeon who flies to Washington. And you, those, that paperwork is so like convoluted and you're like, well, I guess I could be this. I mean, right. or I could be this. I don't know. Um, that, cause that's what happened to me. I've, I thought I filled out everything correctly. And because I didn't check off one box, they kept it. And so mm. when I had to go back, I had to start all over from scratch and get all my documents back. So I went to Social Security Administration and then they were like, actually, we have all your paperwork. And um, so I, I I checked off that my passport was missing and then I forgot to check it back. So when I got all my paperwork back and just decided not to change my name, I, I six months later, I went to Paris with Joe and uh, I forgot to say uh, that my passport wasn't missing or get it new Mm. and I was detained and they were going to send me right back. So that's why after with this um, complaint on email, I'm like this, don't just change your name spiritually. Right. And, and you know what, here's what I'll say. And this might be controversial. You know what annoys me most about this complaint? I don't like when I hear terms and then I hear the wrong reason. The, the, I, I guess what I'm trying to say, this is the patriarchy. Like yeah. <laughs> this is an example. This is an example that you've got me sold on. I I I'm here for someone's plight. But sometimes the the plight has the wrong marketing. Like no one's trying to sell people. You know, like the person that would hate the word the patriarchy, if you gave them this explanation, they would go, "I get the patriarchy." Like your most yeah. your most misogynistic man if given this example, 
Instead of like, no men make this or no, 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 no. Stop with your examples that aren't convincing the people that disagree with you. This is the example where like, I don't know, like I couldn't see your most misogynistic, hey toots type of dude. How would they ever refute that this is a harder life for a woman than it is a man? This is the example because they use examples that like are tired, that don't really sell anybody, that the people who disagree with you are always going to disagree with you. Here's an example where you go, this is the patriarchy at work. The fact that like she gets married and then he's like, isn't marriage great? And she's got her hair pulled out (laughs) and she's like, I don't even got a name, you know? I don't even know where all my government ta- like right. documents are. Right. Right. It's like, it, it, this is actually like a tangible complaint. Cause like yes. you can argue about like pa- stuff with patriarchy and then somebody has a lot of outlier examples and you're like, okay, right. that's true. Yeah. I can see that point. But this is like something you're like this, no man would ever want to deal with in this amount of administrative tasks. Absolutely. It's clean. It's simple. And it's making me mad at women. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm angry that they're not because it, it's like when they it's like when defund the police starts, you're like, OK, the liberals are like in charge of Hollywood, of all our story making, of all of our like of of every type of fairy t- you know, tale. Every commercial is made by, you know, some liberal person. And then they go to defund the police. You're like, that was the big that, that was the, the confusing fucking thing that you came out with like the, yeah the, the miss messaging like like I, it's like just chaos just right. absolute chaos right like you this is how you're selling people what are you talking about didn't you isn't this the same group that wrote i'm loving it you're the ones that came up with the, you know you go i'm mad at you about yeah. this hard like this is a perfect example of patriarchy J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Sarah Tolamash at Stolamash on Instagram, on YouTube. The special voluptuous boy. You came on when it came out. It's out there. Voluptuous boy. Great name. I love the name voluptuous. Thank you. It's all good. Luxury lounge. High rise living at a cost. Jared. Fellow Bostonian here, my boyfriend and I live in a luxury building on the 26th floor in Boston, right next to TD Garden. Okay. Whenever the Bruins or Celtics have a home game, it's a zoo right outside of our building. I've been this there. Comes, you've been there. You know what they're talking about. Yeah. It's chaos. Yeah, it's chaos. And the area is fun, but it's chaos. This comes with the price of the location we live in. And we get that. But the worst part is it happens constantly. It's not a huge deal when we are just home and not even phased by it because we are so high up. Don't hear a sound and don't have to deal with the crowds. What bothers us is anytime we have to drive somewhere or come home around when a game just ended. The traffic is horrible. and But that's not even the worst part. We, we pay to park our car in the garage in our building, which is crazy expensive, might I add. But every single time there are a bunch of cars parked right outside the entrance to our garage blocking our access ubers or any other cars waiting to pick people up after the game it's absurd so we can't get into our garage because there are multiple cars blocking our entrance so a giant game of tetris unravels with cars trying to move out of our way and it's a shit show all we want to do is go home and these assholes block the entrance to our fancy garage. It's insanity. And I wish we could complain to our building about it to do something, but they already do. There are plenty of signs saying to not block the garage access yet. People do it anyways. It's just ridiculous. Thanks for listening. Sarah Tolamash. What do you think? I, I think, 
uh, it's a complete, it's a logical, um, complaint. Right. Um, I don't, I would not know how to handle this properly. I, I mean, the only thing I can do is just tell right. that you're going to tow them. Is that fucked yeah, up? I, I, listen, <laughs> let's get the tow truck involved. I agree. Here's the biggest problem they have. Let's do scare tactics. Right. Let's get the tow truck Pain waiting the there. Boot them or something just so it's like a common annoyance for them as well. Yeah. Have them waiting with the boot in hand. Like have the tow truck just sitting that there waiting. I'd pay them 50 bucks. Just, hey, you're going to make money. You're going to get people. We can work together. Like I, this is a kickback. Yeah. I'll open up a spot for you. I'll tell you what nice to be there. They wait there with like the boot in hand, like smashing against their fist. Here's the most annoying part. And I will say this because they can't. Okay. The worst people are coming to your front door. It is sports fanatics. They're all hammered. They're all having their big night out. They're coming from areas of town and outskirts and suburbs you wouldn't even make eye contact with these people on a regular basis. Do you see who goes to a Yankee game? Do you see who goes to a Mets game? Do you see who goes to a football game, a Bruins game, a basketball game? Nobody at a basketball, the people at a basketball game that you're complaining about are the people that are the most hated, vile, horrible people of our society. They're the most yeah. disgusting. It's not the people in the box or the luxury box because they're getting out of there. They got parking spots. You're talking about the 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 peasants that are showing up and they're getting hammered. <laughs> yeah. And they, they don't care about their own lives. They don't care about your life. You're dealing with toddlers running around with you know their, their heads cut off. And it they're is drunk. The, <laughs> and they're drunk. It is the yeah. worst, you know... Uh, Regular season basketball attendee who's like pumped for a game on a Wednesday, you wouldn't want to deal with in any other place of life. And they're basically saying, come on over to the to the bottom floor of my apartment every night. It's yeah, this is a horrific issue. It is because it's also like when you if you these this um, email or if they were to complain to around this group of people, these right. sports fanatics, they'd be like. You know, you do it in the Boston accent right. and they're like, well, this is what you pay for, honey. Right. <laughs> you, you don't. Well, you don't like the Celtics. Yeah, You're not a day. fan. Yeah. You, you don't like Tatum. Oh, I guess you hate Boston. It's like, yeah. no, I hate you. <laughs> right. It becomes this personal thing. And it's like even them in their email, they're dancing around. the. You know, they're like, oh, no, we know that it's a game and we, we appreciate. No, no, no. These people fucking suck. They don't they don't play for the team. The team doesn't give a shit about them. They're wearing jerseys and 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 you know hockey masks as if they're on the team. They're losers, okay? And they're taking up your parking spot. They can't even stay out of the way of a parking garage. What are you an animal? You going to park in front of a parking garage? Yeah. No, it's and it's also like the, these are just pig-headed people too because it's like they pro you probably talk to them about their diet and they just won't change it, so they'll probably die early or you know <laughs> they, like don't it's, care. they don't they care don't about care. their own lives they're driving home drunk too <laughs> they're they're this these are i don't know the the, the whole like it's a losing battle it's a losing battle you're you're gonna sound like the the anti-boston what you end up sounding like is like fraser crane like you're the highfalutin i go to the you know there's no way to not sound like because there's no reasonable sports fan they're like what you don't like boston you're not a celtics fan what yeah. about team pride it's like we're not the same fucking high school, buddy. Like, you, you, I just want to go home on a Wednesday and eat my salad with my husband. 
But it's also like, can't you guys just like park? It's not that much of a space to get your car unless these people have Hummers. Right. No, they all, they, have they all have the worst cars. They all have Hummers. They're all, you know, it's it's 30 of them just going to the game. Oh, I guess you hate the Bruins. No, sports and dogs, pets and sports. People don't, they're not in a similar argument with you. They're going, but it's the game. And it's like, no, it's a Tuesday night. It's not the game. Yeah. J Train Podcast. We're in mid-season. Right. <laughs> There's 20 more games. We're not even right. close to winning right now. <laughs> right. You don't even know the score of the game. You got too hammered. <laughs> J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here's Sarah Tolamash at Stolamash. Let's go. I, uh, before we get into this, we're sponsored. This summer, it's not about the size of those cannonballs. It's about making a splash with our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need for beachside grooming. The package includes the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker 2.0 ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserve Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, and Performance Boxer Briefs. I love Manscaped and what they're doing because basically, you know, especially for men, you know, there's very little time, you know, very little like is made about our, you know, going to making the bathroom your own spa. And with Manscaped, you get the whole package and you feel pretty good. You get to use all the products. You get to, you know, you can shave downstairs. You can get your whole body shaved ready and feel good about going to the beach and feel good that you've been taken care of. And if you have a man in your life, this is a great gift. This is a great, like, way to say something without having to say something. Maybe you're stuck in the thicket that's going on down there. You want to get out, get out the hedges. This is a nice gift. Be as smooth as a shark this summer with the entire line of Manscaped products. 20% off and free shipping with the code JTRAIN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code JTRAIN. Manscaped, the perfect way to get your patties sizzling hot this summer. Okay. Here with Sarah Tolabosh. Luxury Lounge. My butt deserves better. What a great transition. We go from balls to butt. Yeah. Almost same real estate. That's right. Jared and guests. I pay for a monthly membership at an infrared sauna place. It's stupid expensive. And for the most part, it's worth every penny. You enter the place and it smells like eucalyptus and mint. And they hand you a fragrant cold towel for after you sweat. Then you proceed to your private room. Each sauna has a lovely changing area with towels and wrap. And then you enter your private sauna that's already about 159 degrees with some different lighting options with each have a, which each have alleged unique healing powers. I love this. As well as built-in Bluetooth speakers so I can relax to the soothing sound of your voice giving advice to the world. So they're in the sauna listening to this podcast right now. There's just one flaw, the seating. In the sauna, you only have you have only a towel to spread out over a wooden bench. I'm five four, and even for me, the bench is not deep enough. It's also too high, so if I just sit on it normally, my feet dangle off the floor. That's crazy. So typically, I put my back against the side wall and my legs up onto the bench. Within five minutes, my butt is asleep. It's like sitting on a futon without a mattress. This is horrible. Besides being soaked in toxin releasing release. Besides being soaked in toxin-releasing sweat within minutes, I'm in a constant state of fidget. I spend most of my 45 minutes trying to find a comfortable position. 
Would it kill them to provide a cushion to sit on? You reserve a specific room each time so they always know who is going to be where on a specific day and time. I would gladly pay a few extra dollars as a monthly member to have my own designated cushion, easy to clean rooms and whatnot, which is probably why they don't provide something like this in general. But it it would be great to have the option. And I don't feel like I should have to remember to bring my own, like I'm headed to sit on metal bleachers at a Little League game, but I might need to do that in the end. I know you share my love for amenities, so I hope you can relate to my woes. Thank you for giving us the safe space. Sincerely, sweaty and fidgety. What do you think, Sarah Tolomash? Well, I, this is one of my main areas. Any place that has poor seating and mm. it's that's what you're there to do, it's a, um, a tr- like I get this way with airlines. I'm like mm. spending all this money and you've created the most uncomfortable seat ever. Right. Um, is there a way to create it with towels or do you only get one towel? Like, I feel like you can fold a towel and make it comfortable on the seat. Well, I guess the issue like to me, if the t- it, how the seat is this tall and has so little to sit on is crazy. Maybe they fear people falling asleep <laughs> in the sauna. And they're like, like we need yeah. to make this uncomfortable. Kind of like what they do is to make sure that homeless people don't sleep on benches. Right. They they put up like a little like divider and then they make them like impossible to sit on. That's the only reason I would need to know that's the reason. Like if listen, if I went to the front desk and I was like, what's with the seating here? And they're like, we had someone fall asleep 10 years ago. We had to make it more <laughs> less comfortable. They died. I go, all right, I'll back away from this, yeah. this argument. What they need to do is talk to management. And I yeah. would and and be open and honest, but also let them talk themselves into it. Go, what's with the seating here? And then they go, well, what, what do you mean? Nobody else is uncomfortable. Nobody else is. It's a little too high off the ground. There's not enough. I, my ass doesn't fit on the seat. Yeah, what's going it's, on? I would. Like I want put answers. it backwards. Yeah. Um, I think that like expl- it probably is to make sure that nobody's falling asleep and dying in there. Right. I, sometimes I think people, when something is made, they haven't tested out their own product. I agree with you. And and that's what's so frustrating about this is like you have created a high-end space. This person says they this is a luxury. They are, they are putting money into it on a monthly basis. I And I think that they were like, you're coming to our place. We got the eucalyptus. We got the infrared. We got the Bluetooth. And they're like, what could be wrong? And it's like you forgot the main fucking thing yes. here. We're sitting. Right. I'm not standing in a song for 45 minutes. <laughs> this is crazy. If y'all wanted to do that, I'd work in a sweatshop. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm not, I'm, this is supposed to be luxury, not you're, a job for me. You're right. There is a choice between two things. It is, I have a, a monthly membership to a sauna place, or I go work in a sweatshop in Indonesia. Those are the two <laughs> choices. Here's, I agree with your first piece of advice. I think what you do is you bring so many towels in there that they go, what the fuck is going on? Why all the towels? Use they have inventory. to question it. Yes. <laughs> right? They have to go. And you, the, yeah, no conversation. Just like, hey, do you have 10 towels? And they're like, 10 towels? And you go, they, they go, you must get sweaty. No, I got to create a couch in there because there's nowhere to sit. You've made the most uncomfortable room ever. Right. <laughs> just say you have sciatic nerve problems because i go with that and sitting on stuff like that is so painful and it takes away from the uh comfort and then and then just talk about your back pain the whole entire time to the front staff because nobody loves 
Nobody likes to hear about back pain. Everyone's because no one can relate to it. If they don't have it, they go, I don't know what to do. Boring as shit. And there's no empathy. And they don't they don't have the energy to muster that up for you. Absolutely. Talk about your back pain at ad nauseum to them. Talk about your back pain. I'll have 30 towels. Create a towel fort couch situation. They walk in. They go, what's going on here? (laughs) I guess we may, though the, the hint will be sent. Yes. I'm Jake. just picturing like a little hamster home inside <laughs> the sauna. You're burrowed underneath. They're like, is everything okay in there? You I'm stick great. your head out. You're like, I'm okay. <laughs> like under the blanket. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Sarah Tolamash at Stolamash on Instagram, on YouTube. Luxury Lounge selling expensive China. J Train Feather Feather, I have a luxury lounge complaint. My father recently passed away. Rest in peace. We're sorry. And I've been talking to my mom a lot about when she passes. Oh, these are, this is a fun couple months for you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, so let's talk about your death. Uh, she has always told me that my inheritance is over in the China cabinet. Oy, that's a. Ooh, is there uh, money in the teapot? Right, please. <laughs> <laughs> I would be annoyed at this unless there was a million dollars in a teapot. Yeah. Yeah. When my mom was younger, she owned a shop with my grandmother. They went to world fairs and collected authentic, sometimes one of one, hand painted Hungarian china at wholesale prices. Some pieces are valued at thousands of dollars for a plate, a teapot, or a porcelain animal figurine. My luxury complaint is that I have to sell all this stuff in order to get my inheritance. As if dealing with all the post death with as if dealing with all the post death stuff isn't hard enough, I have to sell this china. Thanks for all you do. I agree with them. What do you think? <laughs> this is horrible. You got a job. Yeah. <laughs> like and then I feel like the mom is going to have like a destination funeral where you have to spread the ashes on a mountain. Like everything's just complicated <laughs> for you. Right. I agree. I mean, it's it sucks to bring this up and you're like, I, I don't know what the exchange rate on China to cash is like. Totally. Obviously, I'm going to lose quite a bit of money. I have to get a seller or like percentage goes to Etsy or something stupid. You know, it's funny. I totally agree. This is a horrible problem. The <laughs> fact that you have to become a China dealer on on the day of her death is crazy. How about she has an expertise in this? Why isn't she helping you sell it now? And that's the most annoying part is that this woman, her mom, gets to live in the luxurious naivete that is that's a million dollars waiting for you. It's like asking someone how much they weigh. We have a idea of how much we weigh in our mind's eye that is pleasant to us. That is good to me. My yeah. idea of how much I weigh is a nice number for me to hear that I've come to terms with. Her idea of what this porcelain is going to go for is way more and comforting to her, but it's not living in reality. So she'd rather not know the reality than have to deal with what the actual amount is. That's probably not that much because I think that's what she's avoiding. She's avoiding that this China might just be 10 grand. And I mean, she gets to go, look at you get to, there's your inheritance. And it's like, 
But we'll see what that is now. I, you know, because she should help her sell this stuff. I well, I I fear we might be dealing with the Beanie Baby situation. Like, right. But how do we know that this hasn't depreciated or like this isn't going to get like? You know, the mom you doesn't want to know. Yeah. The mom doesn't want to know. She wants to sit there and be like, you know, I did my generous job. mom. <laughs> I did my job. There it is. And it's like, okay, so if that's the inheritance, let's get moving. Let's get to the Antiques Roadshow. Let's go start selling our wares. Come on. Get yeah. my back wrinkles. We're going to the Roadshow <laughs> Fair. We're going to start selling, you know, China. Let's go. I know. It, let's just start doing the research. Blue Book. Let's figure this out. Like, right. Uh, and then maybe I can start putting that money into investments and then I can get a return rate on something. Well, that's the thing is this might actually be a blessing in disguise because there's not a lot to do with your dying old mom. So now you guys can take an hour a week and let's do uh porcelain. It's, it's a bonding time. Let's do China time. Yeah. Once a week we get together and we're going to start doing the accounting and finding and here's the other thing. You got to pay someone to sell this on the market. Like there's someone out there like an Etsy. You know, you're not going to just go on Etsy and get what you want. Like you got, I would need to hire like a China dealer to come in and you got to pay that person. And let's start assessing what this is. So at least I know what I'm going to be coming into. And and the, the that's the real issue is she wants to know and this grandma doesn't want to know at all. Yeah. I think grandma thinks that she's sitting on a gold mine and I, right. when I really it's just tchotchkes. It's just <laughs> junk. <laughs> it is. One of one. Like my dad always said, <laughs> you know, one of one is fine. Like, Ooh, like they went to world fairs and collected authentic. Sometimes one of one hanted pan painted Hungarian China at wholesale prices. Okay. This is only worth what someone will pay for it. So yeah. you, I hope there's someone in Hungary that's like in need of these one of ones, but maybe they're not out there. I would want to know. Yeah, I it well, it it just feels like uh, <laughs> this is such a burden. It's a right. Yeah. I, not only do you does you do you lose your mom, but you gain a job. It is yeah. horrific. <laughs> J Train Podcast. Big job too. A job you know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, mom's dead. Uh, now you get to become a, you know, like a, I, I don't know, like a, a map maker. You know, yeah. like a- <laughs> you have to be like an art history major in right. order to know like where this stands in the world of art and porcelain. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Sarah Tolamash at Stolamash, the lady. The- journey podcast every tuesday the big apple without a side of ranch j training guest i've thought about writing into luxury lounge on many occasions but none have seemed worthy until this horrifying situation for context i'm a travel nurse just last month moved to new york city for a contract my complaint is simple what the fuck is up with the ranch here being from the midwest (laughs) ranch is a delicacy and necessity for any and all things it's a friend it's a friend to fry it's a friend to a French fry, a necessary, a, nece- a necessity for any food coated in buffalo sauce, a companion for any form of chicken. It's what makes celery and cal- carrots edible, and if the mood strikes, what I might want to dip my pizza in. 
I was told you can find any cuisine in New York City. So far, I've been horribly disappointed and honestly a bit offended of the so-called ranch. I've ordered ranch at least five to six different locations. The first time I thought it was a fluke, but each time has been a similar disappointment. The consistency is way too thick, almost like mayo or pudding. It has little to no flavor. Honestly, is it just mayo? It's disgusting. Ranch should have a ranch-like flavor. Be thin and dunkable. I'm hurt and confused. I'm unable to enjoy my favorite foods without my favorite dipping companion. I know there are other fellow Midwesterners here that must feel the same. (laughs) How could it be to make this condiment even noted in the New York Times as America's favorite flavor? Jared, if you don't understand, I challenge you to take a ranch taste test at your local sports bar in the city. And then again, whenever your next show is out of town, literally no other place I've been to, even outside of the Midwest, have I been so disgusted by the ranch. Thank you for hearing my complaint. Sincerely lost without my sauce. What do you think, Sarah Tolamash? Have you noticed the ranch issues here? I I agree. There are certain things that um, I'm from Texas and coming to New York, you're you're told this is the food capital. I know that ranch Mm. is... I want to say this is almost like an are you garbage situation, (laughs) not a luxury lounge, but it is funny and I'm all for it. I'm for it. You know, listen, you I totally agree. This is a, you know, the, 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 the thing is you expect the best here and to walk into here and everywhere you go, the ranch is worse than the last place. And I would say you're. They can't complain anywhere but here, to, to, to be honest. Yeah. Because I, everyone would look down on you. If someone, right. If someone came to me and was like, if you tried the ranch here, I'd be like, get out of here, hobo. Like, what's yeah. wrong with you? That's I, disgusting. Who talks like about telling, ranch? It feels like uh, like you're telling people you didn't go to college. <laughs> right. Right. You can't. This shouldn't. You can't even look to your right, look to your left. Someone's going to understand your ranch issues. No one will understand. Not in this state. You, you'll get um, some outsiders that agree with you, but in silence, and they know right. not to talk about it. I, I get that way. Like, you come to New York and you think, oh, I thought this was the city that had everything, and they don't. No. And they don't have good ranch. They don't serve iced tea, which to me, I love iced tea, but a, a lot of places will just give you hot tea with ice in it, and you're like, okay, I'll take this it. Is, uh, th- right. This <laughs> is not. Nobody me... knows how to do queso here. That's I. Here's the thing, I, and I'll say it. I've lived here since 20, 2007, Okay. Yeah. The food here is fine. Here's the food in New York, and this is and this is the annoying part about their complaint is that they we don't have the best. We have everything. You have everything, we, and then you have great stuff that you can't find in other cities. Sure, but even then, you know, the Italian you're getting here. This is this is going to make people upset, but you can find <laughs> great Italian, but you're just going to have less great Italian in other places. Like you're not going to have a Reos and an Emilio's Bellato and a, um, you know, what's it called? Uh, the 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 one that everyone the spicy rigatoni. You know, you uh, Carbone. Not, yeah, and uh, you know the other place that's on down in the West Village that's really good. You're not going to have a bunch of options in another town. You will have just as good. 
That's the thing. So New York gets this hyped up thing about the food, and it's not that it's... We have good stuff here, don't get me wrong. We just have everything. You can get Ethiopian on a Monday. You can get Chinese on a Tuesday. You can go all around the world in one city, and maybe you can't do that in other places. Maybe you have to seek those places out. So it's the reputation. You have been served a... The idea that the best ranch in the world would be here... It could happen. You might have more chances at ranch here, but it's probably not going to happen. Well, I don't think the demand for ranch is high up here where the reason why you're probably getting it better in the Midwest and and the South is that you're getting a lot of people that go to restaurants specifically for ranch dressing. Right. And And if you're not the right one, if you're not making it right, then they're not going to go there. So you're going to lose money. So here they're like, go fuck yourself. Here, as we said, if you say the word, I'm, do you have any ranch? The whole restaurant will turn, look at you and go, ugh, and, and be disgusted with you. Yeah. And, and ranch is great. I love ranch. And I know exactly what kind of consistency that she's talking about. If it's right. mayo thick, get the fuck get off of that. It's got to be like a buttermilk consistency. Right. And it is interesting. It's, it's you know, it's incentives. This is yeah. an economic, this is a game theory type of discussion that they're not even seeing. If no one asks for ranch, we will not make ranch better. There's a pizza place on the corner of where I live. It's on Hudson and Christopher, okay? It is the worst pizza I have ever had in New York City. It is the worst pizza I have ever had in New York City. I eat it once, twice a week. When I'm hammered, because it's the only place open. There is no reason for that pizza place because it's on Hudson and Christopher. It's in prime area where someone's going to want a slice when they're drunk. There is no reason for that place to ever improve their slice. I have no hope for it. I never see it. It's never going to happen because no one is going to not go to that place. People will always come to Hudson and Christopher and be hammered looking for pizza. Same with so the same with the ranch here. No one here is going to ask for better ranch. So better ranch will not be found. Yeah, well, because like you know, it's expensive, and we got to be efficient here. I can't be making ranch to the top quality for one or two people that are coming in. Like it's not, it doesn't serve the restaurant. Absolutely, J Train Podcast at gmail.com, J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Sarah Tulamash. Let's do one more. okay? Okay, I'll give you the choice. Here are the titles. Okay. Unwanted hotel upgrades, the sky is falling, Audi cup holders. I I'm intrigued about Audi cup holders, but I'm mm. I feel like um hotel perks might be relatable. Unwanted yeah. ho- hotel perks. Let's do unwanted hotel uh, upgrades. We can get to those other ones in another episode. But I I agree with you. The Audi one, it does spike my interest. Okay. Unwanted hotel upgrades. I think both of us understand hotel and upgrades and points. Yes, because they give you stuff and then you're like, I don't need this. This isn't what I need. Yeah. Dear Jared and guest, we love the pod. Listen every week. My wife and I are currently on a three week honeymoon in Italy. We splurged on a travel agent who organized all activities, hotels and meals. Given the luxury of this vacation, we cannot complain to friends and family. So we turn to the safe space of the lounge. We have been fortunate to stay in several nice hotels, but one of the hotels made the odd choice to upgrade us on only the final night of our stay there. 
Since the whole trip was planned in advance, we had to take this upgrade. This required us to pack three weeks worth of luggage to move to the suite for one night on a day where we had several activities planned. Upon arriving, we weren't that impressed with the suite because it was very similar to our previous room, but slightly larger. Most importantly, when we returned to the suite late that evening, my wife noticed a small door that seemed out of place. I investigated and assumed it was a closet. It turned out it was an unlocked entryway to another guest room. It was hours after our uh, it was after hours, so we called the hotel emergency line and explained that we did not feel safe with another guest having access to our room. They said to block the door with furniture and we were and we're not out with furniture. My wife was previously been robbed in a hotel while sleep while she was sleeping and did not sleep at all that evening. We are already not thrilled with this inconvenient upgrade, but this left an even worse taste in our mouths. I mean, that's a very specific and crazy thing to happen. What do you think about this? Well, I think it's on par. It sounds like with European customer service. Mm. Uh, it's almost New York customer service. Like, uh, put it, you know, like when you're dealing with your landlord, they just tell you instead of fixing it, they're like, you, you have to do this for the rest of the time that you live here. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm also assuming like these probably these hotels also used to be way older buildings. So, they are, probably might not be aware that this door is unlocked or that can go into another place. The door is crazy. The fact that it happened, that sucks. The, the most important part here is once I'm in the room, that matters more than whatever room I'm going to get. Unless yeah, the room. I don't like moving. No, I don't want to move. I get here. I want to unpack my stuff. I want to be good to go. Know my place. Know my room number. I don't have to re-remember a room number. I get it. And I don't believe for half a second that this upgrade was for these people. This upgrade was to help this hotel fit another person into the hotel yeah. and give, oh, enjoy the upgrade. It's like, no, 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 no. You got to bring in another person for a night and make more money because I would move. I wouldn't have moved. I would have been, I would have said to them, I need to see what this room looks like. Because unless there's a machine that goes down on my wife and I in the middle of the night, <laughs> I don't want to go there. Yeah. I, well, it's, it's just, I think you're absolutely right that this was probably a way to fix another error that had happened with another guest. Absolutely. Because it, it doesn't cost them anything to move you to another room. They, they'd rather get one more guest in than have an empty room. Absolutely. And, and that guest didn't want to stay in that room as well. They didn't want to pay the extra price for it or whatever. So they made it seem like it was a perk for you. Or they got in there. They said, hey, the door isn't working. Um, it lets other people in. There's just a revolving door in here. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, no. Oh, my God. We got to fix that. Come on downstairs. And then they tried to find a new person to trick into this room. Yeah. Well, it's also insane to tell somebody just to put a chair Block it. If like, I can lift up the chair, so can the murder robber. That's more. <laughs> that's more incentivized than I am to move the chair. You know they're they're going to be okay. Yeah. Are you telling this to every guest that stays in that room? Like, just block it. Why don't they just do this? Put a huge dresser in front of that door, uh, door, and then probably most people wouldn't have known that there was a door behind there. How about, yeah, just take you and we give you a pen on the nightstand. Use that as a shiv. If anyone breaks <laughs> in, 
just murder that person with the pen. It's as easy as that. Like <laughs> the idea that this is just, oh, here's a simple solution. Yeah. It's great. You're being difficult. Just yeah. It, yeah. You need to murder. If there's an intruder, you need to murder them. Ugh, we gave you the upgrade. Now you're coming to us saying that the door is open. <laughs> Be thankful. And then in Italy, you're like, I've seen how you guys handle Americans and murder cases like the Amanda Knox situation. <laughs> <laughs> this does not end well for us. <laughs> right. You guys, I don't think that I'm going to get a fair case or this is going to be investigated correctly. Yeah, it's all horrific from here. Thanks, Italy. Sarah Tolomash, thank you for coming on. Coming oh, into I love the Luxury it. Lounge. So fantastic. Everyone go follow Sarah at Stolomash on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube. Specials out there, Voluptuous Boy, the podcast, uh, Lady Journey. She does it with Katie Hannigan, who was just on Monday's episode. Fantastic. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Thursday in the lounge. Keep sending your emails. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Back next week. Boom. <laughs>